All right. Happy 2021. I hope your year's off to a good start. I know my year is. And one of the reasons is because you're all watching, listening to Oscar Mike Radio, and I have a special guest for a special event, Chris Turner, Marine veteran and country music future superstar. Welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Oh, man. Thanks so much for having me, Travis. I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed to be here. Thank you for asking me to do this. Hey, man, no problem. I mean, uh, just for a little background, ladies and gentlemen, Chris and I met at the Irreverent Warriors fundraising fundraiser at the Boondocks and get to talk with uh, Danielle Rocco and, and me that night. And, and, you know, you put on a show, man. Like you bring it. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I try to treat I try to treat every show that I do, man, like it's the last time I'll ever be on stage because, you know, I live my life one second at a time. You know, you don't ever really know what's going to happen or when the good Lord's going to turn the light off and call you home. So I figure, you know what, if I've got his talent, I may as well use it to the best of my ability. Well, that's the thing. Now, I'm not really a country guy. I'm more of a rock and roll metal guy. But one thing I noticed is sometimes country music is kind of slow and easy. You know, Chris is like, forget all that. I mean, it is full throttle. You hit, you're, you've hit the stage, and it's high energy from the minute that first chord's played until the last drum beat. You know, why is that your approach? You know, I guess for me, you know, I've, I've been in town for about ten years, and you know, when I first moved to town, it's like trying to do what everybody else was doing. And I grew up on like uh, Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard and Leonard Skinner, and you know, th those are a lot of my biggest influences. And uh, you know old Kenny before he he became Jack Sparrow, Kenny Chesney, uh, Garth Brooks, you know? And it's, uh, I mean, I love, I love Chesney, man. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's more like, you know, I take those, uh, those, those, uh, influences that I had and, and the things that really turned me on to music. And I try to put that into what I do. And, you know, I like to say that my material has a lot of substance to it and, you know, whenever I write or whenever I cut, you know, I kind of know my sound and it's, it's just that, uh, you know, I want everybody to know who I am and never forget who I am. And I think, you know, if I can bring a show and they're sitting out there in that crowd, they paid their money to be there and they're buying drinks, my job's to entertain them. So I feel like if I leave anything on the stage, then I haven't done my job and I can't be complete with it. Well, Hey, I'll tell you, you didn't leave anything on the stage. Like you got on the stage and left it all out there. Like, like, that was the memorable performance of the night. And it was just really different because again, I'm more of a rock and roller and it was like, I'm watching a rock and roll guy, you know, play country. And it, it was like, yeah, man, you know, fire up America. Let's do this. I'm proud. Of you. <laughs> it was awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you for the compliment. So you, you do the Marine Corps thing and just to educate folks here, you know, kind of tell us a story how you were in the Marine Corps, got out of the Marine Corps, and then got into, you know, what you're doing now, because it wasn't just a straight line journey. No, it wasn't. You know, I, uh, I got out of the Marine Corps. And, uh, well, before that, you know, I've always written, I've always wrote, uh, you know, whether it's poems or uh, just writings that I've had, I've actually still got a folder upstairs that I've kept from my childhood that I've, I've written stuff on since I was a kid. So I always wanted to learn to play guitar, but growing up in a little town called 96 South Carolina, you know, we didn't, we didn't really have a whole lot where I was growing up. So guitar lessons was not one of those things that was uh, offered, if you will. So, I mean, not to fault my mom and my dad, they did their best and they tried their hardest and they provided for us and put a roof over our head and food on the table. Right. right. So, you know, 
I told myself, I was like, you know what, I'm going to join the Marine Corps. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to join the, I'm going to join the service and get away from this, and try to, uh, you know, go see the world and find out who I am and try to grow up. And I tell you what, man, Paris Island, it turned you from a boy to a man in 90 days, and I ain't no, I ain't no joking about it. So I got that, and then a girl had broke my heart, and you know that's the re- that's the main reason I joined because I needed to get away because I had this this girl who broke my heart, and I was like, you know what, I'm getting as far away as I can. So I went to uh, my MOS school, which was a uh, comm school out in 29 Palms, California. Well, you know as well as I do, being a Marine, you get a wish list whenever you get done with school. Sure. So the top of my wish list was uh, Okinawa, Japan. The next one was Iwakuni, Japan, and the third one was San Diego, California, completely separated from everything that I came up with. So I got Okinawa. So while I was over there, I moved in and my uh, my roommate, my barracks mate, he, he was a guitar player. Like, hey, man, you know what? I've always wanted to learn how to play guitar. Can you teach me? Like, yeah, I'll, I'll charge you $25 a month. You know, I'll show you a couple chords. And he was getting ready to rotate off the island. So uh, I paid him 25 bucks a month, and he showed me a GC and a D, and then he rotated. And I've still got the same guitar I learned on that I bought while I was in Okinawa because when he rotated, I bought his guitar from him. So I started strumming the chords and started teaching myself and putting words with the chords. And whenever I got back to the U.S., I was kind of hard pressed. I'm like, you know, what? I really want to go to MSG school and stay in the core, but I really want to pursue music. So do I get out and go to Nashville or do I stay in? So I decided to get out. So I got out and, uh, Moved to Nashville in 2010. There was a little five-year gap there before before I made it up here because I had to get some stuff in order. And man, I will tell you what. Whenever whenever I moved into whenever I moved to Nashville and I moved to town, you come up on that hill and on I-24 uh, West, and it looks like a huge town. And it's like, oh my God, how am I ever going to break in? Well, you meet one that knows another one. And then before you know it, you got your circle of people who connects with another circle that connects with another circle. And it just, the, the circle goes round and round, right? So I started playing shows. And, you know, the first show I ever played up here was at a place called Star Cafe. And oddly enough, you know, the woman who owned it actually graduated high school with my dad. And she's from the same hometown. And you talk about a small world. It's really crazy. That's crazy. So, I had stopped in there one day for lunch or something. She's like, come back on Friday night. I'll let you sing for your supper. I was like, all right, cool. So I go in there and whenever I walk through the door, there's nobody there. So I get my food and I eat and I go, I go up on stage and I plug in and two people walk through the door and they sit down at this table in front of me. And I'm sitting there banging it out, man, for like two hours straight and they're eating their food. And uh, about an hour and a half into that set, they walk up and they throw $3 in my guitar case because I didn't have a tip bucket, right? So after they left, I played for another hour by myself, just working on my stuff and nobody ever showed back up. So I've still got those $3 in my guitar case that they threw in my guitar case uh, of that show. So, I mean, it's every time I open up my guitar case to get a pick, I remember where I came from and I realized, you know, I remember that place at Star Cafe to where I played for three people. You know, it doesn't matter if we play for five people or 5,000 and I've done for, I've done both of them. I try to treat every show, every show the same, no matter who it is. So, you know, and now with it being 2021, you know, I'm really excited about where we're going. This new single I got out called all in the same boat is, is really a cool song where we're really going to push it and market it this year, last year, the past two years, we've been pushing the American made record. So I'm, I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, what, what the future has for us. And I've been very blessed to have the same group of guys with me for the past six years. And they've, they've really bought into it and they bring it too. So hope it shows on stage. Awesome. Awesome. Now when you say all (laughs) all on the same boat, 
did you get any kind of inspiration for, you know, your, your music from this year and COVID-19 and not being able to really play, you know, because a lot of artists I talk to have not been able to work the same way because they can't go live like they'd like to. Right. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. You know, it wasn't until about August that we fired back up and we started playing about maybe two or three shows a month, but they were veteran events. Right. And they were here in Nashville, but it's, it's really eerie because, you know, before this year, I've been all over the country, man, all throughout the Southeast. And to be, to be grounded for an entire year, you know, it, it was really different. It took some getting used to. Mostly what I did was record music and wrote music. So it, it was a time to where, you know, it's like, all right, you're going 100 miles an hour all the time. So I guess in a way it was kind of, it, it was kind of cool to actually slow down and have to pump the brakes to where you can actually say, hey, you know what? is this the direction I want to go? Is this really who I am? If it is, and you know, you get your, your truest writing, whenever you're, uh, your truest writing and your truest emotions, whenever you're sitting still and it's just you and your mind, you know, and your, in your spiritual thinking. So for me, you know, I, I was kind of glad to be able to slow down. Well, being forced to slow down, but like I said, it's eerie, man, because normally we're on the road with a, with a, a Yukon and a trailer pulling behind it and we're just, we're touring. So not to be able to tour this year was really different so you kind of alluded to your songwriting process and you write your own music do i have that I right do. i write some of it uh it's like uh you know the american made record i had the whole project written right well only one of my songs ended up making the cut that i wrote because i'm not such a narcissistic writer to where i don't think there's anything else out there that can be said better than what i'm trying to say it so if i come across a song that's pitched to me that I think is just completely blows mine out of the water. And I think it's exactly what I'm trying to say at that given point in my life or that given point in my career, I'll scrap mine to the side and I'll cut somebody else's song. But yes, I do write, but just because I write doesn't mean that uh, all of my songs always make the project because I'm very personable with my audience and I want to make sure that I'm giving them exactly what they need from me and they can actually relate to what I'm trying to say. So, so are you saying you really got to sometimes check your ego and check your pride and, and realize, Hey, this, this, this songwriter got a certain message, certain concepts, certain idea that just clicks with me. And I, I need to go with that because that's the better choice than my own thing or my buddy's own thing. Oh, exactly. You know, I mean, I don't think there's any room for ego in this town, man. We're all trying to do what we got to do. And like Aldean said, man, it is a crazy town. There's no, there's no denying that. But, you know, I think the greats that continue, they, they put their ego to the side. And I think the ones that falter and just kind of disappear, their ego gets the best of them. And that's not why I do it. That's just the way I, I am. You know, I'm, I, I guess I can uh, attribute that to the Marine Corps. You know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And you can only lead if you ask your guys, if you will do the same thing you ask your guys to do. So I'm not, I, I'm not really egocentric. So I'm, I've always been open-minded because i mean this is a town of songwriters right right so if you've got great songwriters and you've got access to those catalogs why be such a narcissist where you don't even dive into them if you have the opportunity you know all in the same boat is not my song but it came to me through my producer because a friend of his heard that i was cutting he's like man do you think chris will listen to it and he's like yeah chris will listen to it chris will listen to anything but can't guarantee you he'll cut it 
and exactly where I was at with everything going on with the 2020 pandemic and where we were headed. And I'm just like hearing all this stuff, this noise coming back and forth from everybody. I'm like, you know what? We're all in the same boat. And that song really relays that message to anybody who listens to it. And that was, that was primarily why I decided to cut that song was because of it, it's so relatable to where we're at right now as, as a human race. So speaking of this song, <laughs> are you going to be performing it? at the red, white, and ice vent, uh, January 16th. Oh, absolutely. It's part of my set. Now we do it. We do it every night. Every time we take the stage, man, it's such a fun song and people really, uh, they gravitate towards it and they're really excited to hear it. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll perform it. Awesome. I can't wait to see it live. And the red, white, and ice event really is a different kind of, um, you know, it's for a different kind of organization. That's really not seen in Nashville a whole lot with, uh, and what they are, it's the L Unite organization creating this thing for veterans who want to do something with hockey. Um, you've lived in Nashville for a while. Has Is it becoming a hockey town, I mean, in your view, or is it still primarily football? Oh, absolutely, man. I think, you know, since the Preds went to the Cup a couple years back and they've been going to the playoffs on a regular basis, I think it's really become a hockey town. But now with that being said, I mean – Last year, the Titans went to the AFC Championship, and they're doing really well this town. I think, I think uh, football might be knocking on their door. But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Nashville's got a really huge hockey community. So uh, I, I would say as of right now, yes, it's a hockey town. Well, one thing I'm asking all the artists that, you know, I'm getting to talk to who are supporting this event is, what is it like to take what you do? It's not like um, other – you know, job fields, you, what you do can have an impact on people. And so you're taking what you can do and for this event, Red, White, and Ice is going to you know, potentially benefit veterans, kids, and, and build hockey in the Nashville area. You know, what's it like to be part of that on the ground floor, Chris? Man, you know, I've, I've got to tell everybody, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I got the biggest heart of anybody. And anytime I can give back, it, it, it really makes me feel well makes me feel great, makes me feel blessed that I'm able to do it. So, you know, to be in on the ground floor, to be a part of this and to be asked and considered, you know, I, I just don't really have the words for it, you know, because I've, I've always tried to give back as much as I can. And, you know, I look at this as just another extension to where I can be a part of it. And like you had mentioned, you know, it's about the veterans and younger children uh, uh, getting involved in ice hockey. And, you know, if that's therapeutic for them and that, and which is, I think Lawrence's, that is Lawrence's mission with uh, red, white, and ice is to, to give a therapy outlet for the veterans and, and the children as well. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just honored that they asked me to be a part of it. Well, we're going to see you January 16th at the boondocks. Danielle wants to talk to you again. I want to talk to you again. It's a high energy show. How can people check out Chris Turner before uh, the event or just in general? How, how do I, how do I get your records and stuff like that? You can go to ChrisTurnerMusic.com and I've got all the icons on the website for Facebook, Instagram, uh, uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, look me up at Chris Turner Music on uh, Spotify. Uh, and <laughs> I just recently joined TikTok cause I heard that was a new fad. I've not posted a TikTok a TikTok uh, video yet, as uh, per se, but that's two of us. Uh, you can look me up on TikTok at Chris Turner Music too. I mean, you ain't gonna see anything because I just joined, but I, I'm on TikTok now. It's a weird pl platform, man. People are really uh, embracing that. It's weird. I got, I got to figure that out. I haven't figured it out yet. So uh, maybe we'll do a TikTok at the event. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, folks, I'm here with Chris Turner, Marine veteran, uh, country music star on the rise. He's doing it right now. I can promise you, I can promise you as a metalhead rock and roller, when I got to see this guy's set in the September Irreverent Warriors uh, event, I, I didn't forget it. it. It is as close to a high energy event that you will see in country music. So with that being said, you know, we're here to support the Red, White and Ice event with L United giving uh, back to uh, veterans who like hockey. This is going to be a great event, man. And we got a good lineup uh, ahead of us. You know, what else do you have going on for 2021? Uh, you know, 2021, I've actually got a conference call next week. Um, I'm really excited. We were supposed to launch it in 2020. But uh, what we're doing this year, uh, depending on the state of the union and how we can move forward, we're going to launch something called the Freedom Tour. And what the Freedom Tour is, uh, I've, got, I've partnered with a company called Crosswinds Foundation out of uh, Birmingham, Alabama. We are going to go to as many VFWs and American legions throughout the U.S. and play free shows. We're going to have food trucks at these events, whether they're inside or outside. And uh, we're hoping that the food trucks will buy their spot and that money would go to the VFW. And, you know, essentially what we're trying to do is to, to, to raise awareness for the VFWs and the legions for the younger generation veterans, because, you know, you go into them now, nothing wrong with it, but you, you know, you got your Vietnam war vets and, you know, some of the younger generation is like, it's not cool enough for me. So I'm hoping maybe we can bring some kind of not just me, but my team and everything that we're doing. I'm hoping that we can bring some kind of a uh, sex appeal to the VFW to get, you know, to get people more energized and want to be a part of it. So that's where we're headed with 2021. And I'm, I'm really excited and I'm, I'm hoping we can get it off the floor this year. Like I said, it was supposed to have been in 2020, but the world came to an end March 16th. So we'll and see what happens. If you get up to the Northeast, I'd like to uh, sync up with you. That sounds pretty awesome. And yeah, the VFW and the American Legion had a real place and they're trying to stay relevant. And there's a lot of things that compete for our uh, veterans' attention. So anything helps. I really, I really think it's a great idea. And then on top of that, you know, we're going to be doing more irreverent warrior shows with uh, Andrew Fair. You know, one of the ones we're going to do is for their VFW 4575 down in uh, Murfreesboro, you know, and they're trying to get it built. So we're going to hopefully play a huge intricate part in that. So, you know, it's just it's just giving back and music in the Marine Corps saved my life. I mean, that's, that's no big secret. And I'm not scared to share that. So if I can do that for somebody else or do that for another veteran or anybody, man, I've, I've done my job and I can claim my dirt with a clear heart. Well, man, I mean, it's just nice to see this and, and people, you know, hold back and won't give back and won't put themselves out there. So it's really unique when you meet somebody who it leaves it on the stage every time. And I know I'm going to see that uh, here in a couple of weeks. So, hey, folks, this has been great. Chris, It's it's been good getting to talk to you. I can't wait to see you here in a couple of weeks and uh, happy new year, my man. You too, Travis. Thanks, man. Happy 2021. We'll see what it holds. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I well, just hope it doesn't look like uh, 2020 and say, here, hold my beer. Watch this. <laughs> no, we, <laughs> we'll we, we're not even going to think that way. We're not going to think that way. Well, That's I am right. Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. I've got Chris Turner, um, Marine Corps veteran and country music star. I'm going to say it right now. You're a country music star in my, in my book. Uh, we're both going to be at the Red, White, and Ice event January 16th in um, – columbia tennessee at the boondocks chris man i mean you have a great end to your year and i hope 2021 is is just freaking awesome for you you too brother i look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks and be safe and be well hey this is travis again we are mission in flight thank you very much